Welcome to Time Play 3HR, a video game podcast where we play a video game for three hours and then talk about it. My name is Lockie. And my name is Louie, and this week I played uh, like an hour and a half of um, Yinglet. Uh, because the game is an hour and a half, so don't judge me. What's up? You sound a little sniffly. Mmm. Maybe? <laughs> I'm not sure. Is that is that <laughs> just sleepy sniffs? No, I think it's just slightly blocked up sniff. Okay, so there is some genuine sniff. Yeah, I often have some sort of congestion, though. Do you get hay fever? Not badly. Um... A little bit sometimes. I get it really bad when I go to America, weirdly enough. Really? And visit Ted, yeah. Like, every time I do, um, after a couple days, I am a waterworks coming from my uh, face and eyes. Some weird kind <laughs> I of hate pollen it. they got over there. It must be that US pollen that my body is just... Um, just don't trust it. Not, not accustomed to. Mm. Doesn't like it at mm. all. How about you? Do I get hay fever? Mm-hmm. No. Um... No, I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. My sister does, but no, I, I don't. Be thankful, my friend. I'm very grateful. It seems <laughs> like... It, seems I think like that, the sort of thing you would get. It's the kind of thing... I don't know what that implies. I, but... I, I, would, I would nailed on assume that you were a hay fever getter. I feel like... What? Because I, I feel like hay fever is something a nerd would get. Is that what that implication oh, is? I, I think it goes much deeper than that. Right. That's a, that's a very like shallow assessment of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, what was what was your intention then? Just full vibe. Right. Just your full you can't vibe. Just keep saying vibe. If <laughs> what you were is to the say, vibe, Lockie, is what I'm trying to drill down to here. I know, and that's such like a big question. Okay. You know, yeah, I'm taking you as an entirety. I'm not just going to boil that da- boil you down into some you know two points. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to be like, oh, sweaty nerd, you know. (laughs) 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 Kidding, I'm kidding, kidding. Um, No, I just think if if you were to tell me uh, I get hay fever, I'd be like, yeah, that fits with what I'd imagine. (laughs) Okay, here's why I think you're saying that. Okay. It's because I'm a whinger and it's the perfect thing to whinge about. No, I don't think, because hay fever is really... um, not fun at all. It's no, horrible. I, it, like, genuinely, like, I'm so thankful because it is the kind of thing that I would just, it would just ruin my day. Um, it is. It's very annoying. Um, and I think... Especially when it's hot. I don't, I already I, struggle in heat and like, god damn. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. But I think it's fair enough to whinge about hay fever. Totally. Because it's away. Whinge away. Um, but no, I don't really think of you as much of a whinger to be honest as well okay not really i don't know don't read too much into it i didn't put too much thought into it so well i'm gonna be thinking about it all night <clears throat> fair enough other than that how's it going did you watch the uh, england scotland game on the telly no nope <laughs> do you want to talk to me about it <laughs> No, not at all. <laughs> I was just wondering if you'd watch like the big ones. Nope. Um, Fair enough. I, I mean, why would you if you didn't care? 
I didn't even know it was happening. Fair enough. You didn't hear some Yobby fans down your road? Uh, no, I didn't. Fair. Did, did it, was it good? Was it a f- good match? No, it was the worst match. It was yeah. horrendously boring. No joke. Oh. oh. That's very, the last thing you want. Game. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, well. <laughs> but, eh, you know, whatever. Um, <clears throat> is that what you've been up to this this week? Is uh, This weekend is f- footy. Uh, so I went to the footy. Uh, I had a big night, though, Friday after the footy. Just stayed up really late. Mm-hmm. Um, then yesterday, slept a lot of the day and then went to the pub. And then came back and what did we do? I watched four episodes of Don't Tell the Bride. Yesterday, uh-huh. you seen that thing? Yeah, I've seen Don't Tell the Bride. That's, that's a classic. It's good, isn't it? I've never watched it. Uh-huh. I've never watched it. Um, for those who don't know, basically, it's a uh, perfect format of generally some sort of idiot, <laughs> idiotic lad who's marrying like some like fairly sensible lady. <laughs> Uh, and they give him sensible like twelve to the grand. Point, though, where she's agreed to go on this program, so not. Yeah, they are also idiots, <laughs> but they're they're also like framed to be no nonsense, you know. Yeah, it goes for very typical like stereotype, like lad bloke, um, girl that girl that like wants to plan a nice wedding thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they give him twelve grand, and then he has to plan a wedding, and they. Either the producers tell them what to do, or they just pick the worst weddings you could ever imagine. Yeah. Um, and while simultaneously the bride runs through like her dream wedding, <laughs> which is totally unreasonable because they go to like country estates where <laughs> it would be way over their budget anyway for the budget that the man is provided yeah. by the TV show. Um, and you know, try on their like perfect dresses, and then it culminates in. Hopefully, Generally. what you hope for is it accumulates in like the, his mate's shed tears. in the back in the back garden somewhere. That's that's what you're looking for. You're hoping for tears yeah. and like complaints. Absolutely, um, but just a ruined. More marriage. often than not, there's like a lot of drama leading up to it. But when it comes to the actual the day, they kind of get over it because they're getting married to the person they love. Yeah, which is always a bit like a uh, all right, whatever. <laughs> Waste of time. <laughs> Waste of yeah. Honestly, I think the build-up's better than the payoff. <clears throat> um, and then today I've done a bunch of cleaning, um, done some stuff I need to do, and got a subway. So, Ooh. Mm, yeah, had a voucher through the door. How about you? Um, mostly dog stuff. She had um, puppy training today, puppy school. Mm. Uh, which is, this is her second day. Uh, so it's this little, little park not far from us. Um, in Crystal Palace, um, that we just, yeah, we just like all sit around and watch a bloke be like, oh, you know, do this and then you do that <laughs> and then you do that for minutes and then no one's dog really does the thing and then he's like, great, <laughs> time to go home. Nice. And how much, do- <laughs> and how much does that cost? <laughs> you don't have to tell me. Um, it's, it's not like exorbitant. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's a good thing. It's, um, uh, it's good to just learn what you're doing sometimes. Cause especially oh, especially because, sure. like, you can just ask the teachers a bunch of questions of things you're struggling with. Like, we've been really struggling mm. with um, 
getting her harness on recently. She's just suddenly decided it's it, she's had enough of that harness, um, mm. and which is really stressful because she's like, I she's like, I need to take a poo right now. I need to go outside and do a big poo. Yeah, you're on a timer, and she's screaming at the door like, "Louis, I gotta do a poo, dude!" But she's also <laughs> does not want to put the harness on. Right. And your brain, and you're just saying like, you know that you need to put the harness on to do the poo, but you refuse, and I'm losing my mind, and you won't eat my cheese, and oh my god, um, so I got some tips. Like we actually bought her a different harness, one that's easier to get on. Um, anyway, <laughs> that was that was his recommendation. Buy a new one. <laughs> yeah, he's like, ah, oh, well, we sell these. <laughs> well, I sell this. Uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh, he sounds very good. Yeah. Let me know his number. He's actually really nice, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, boring dog stuff forever. Sure. Doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. Doesn't sound too bad. Um, and this week I've been playing a game. We both have. Mm-hmm. You recommended uh, um, uh, a video game that like came out, what, like a week ago? came out during oh, E3. Yeah, like, yeah, I think it actually came out a week prior to E3. Okay. Um, so like a week or two, um, and it within is, that range, uh, it's called Yinglet, Yinglet, mm. Yinglet, Ying, Yinglet, Yinglet, with a Y N G L E T. Um, Yinglet. the developer is Swedish. Yinglet. If that helps mm. pronunciation, um, I wonder if it means anything. His name is Nicholas Nigren. Um, he also goes by the handle Nifless. Um, Swedish to English. Let's find out. Yingwit. <laughs> it translates to fry. So. <laughs> okay. F R Y. Fry. Uh, yeah. Uh, Yinglet is a 2D platformer, so trippy platformer, jumpy, folly game. Um, you, everything kind of. God, where to start with this game? So. Um, do you want me to have a stab? Yeah. I feel like I can kind of... Yeah. It, it's pretty much... So the whole game looks like a year seven biology textbook. Um, biology textbook in the fact that it basically looks like a whole bunch of cells and you're some microscopic organism. Uh, and it's basically, imagine a 2D platformer where you jump between cells... Uh, but instead of landing on the platforms, uh, you basically exist within the space um, within the cell. So you have to jump from cell to cell, and there's a gravity. So if you miss it, you fall down. Yeah, you also uh, you don't you don't technically jump. You're kind of um, you just kind of fall out and then fall back in. So whenever mm-hmm. you're in the cells, you're floating, and then whenever you're outside of the cells, you're um, being affected by gravity. Um, and you get a dash, which I guess counts as a jump a bit later on. But um, yeah, yeah, and uh, you basically sort of exist suspended in these liquids, where you can sort of swim around and then jump to the next cell. Uh, and on top of that, there are all sorts of different platforms and <clears throat> mechanics that you can interact with, uh, which are all sort of movement based. Um, and yeah, you sort of navigate to get through the levels. And reach the end point. Yeah, and you're saying it kind of looks like a science textbook. It like illustrator-wise, it looks kind of like everything's drawn with like a four different fine 
pen markers, um, uh, sort of vectorati line drawings. Um, <clears throat> nothing's like colored in or anything. Uh, yeah, super basic for the most part, white or beige backgrounds, um, with just sort of line art of these cells, but sort of amassed in it are all sorts of rainbows and squiggly lines and zip lines and funky shapes. Uh, the game looks really nice. Yeah. It, the game it, does look it's, really, really nice. It, um, it seemed to be like some kind of map. Um, the, so there is like a sort of a hub zone where you pick your levels, um, mm, where you can love sort of that map. free move. And it's like a nicely drawn, I wonder if it's a real map of something. Yeah, it has to be, it has to be, <laughs> or it's an imagined map. Um, but it's a super cool looking hub world. It looks like all of my <laughs> maps that I drew um, in my foundation year. Yeah, I did a lot uh, of map uni. stuff, yeah. I did a lot of map stuff, and seeing it and seeing the hand-drawn map stuff uh, is great. I love hand-drawn maps. Mm. They're so much fun. Mm. Um, and this game really does like a nice job at using that sort of... Because it looks like a map, but it's also been overlaid in such a way that, you know, sort of multiple parks will overlap and one part of the map will overlay another part and it sort of creates one giant sphere with sort of bits poking out. So it kind of looks like a giant cell in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it looks, it looks lovely. And then like when you're in the levels themselves, you said like zip lines, but they do kind of resemble like train tracks. Um, mm-hmm. They're sort of, they're always like positioned between these sort of larger, so hard to describe, these larger squares that kind of look like a top-down sort of train map. Um, yeah, it's kind of London undergroundy, isn't it? In a lot of ways, those yeah, and, and, and sometimes you'll see like a like a Swedish word, which I would assume is the name of like a station or something um, in <laughs> the next to the train bit. Um, so it seems to it seems to sort of blend this line between this kind of microscopic like. Um, cell structure versus um uh yeah like a town map um modern large scale man i love scales <laughs> i really i really think there's nothing more interesting than something scaled up and something scaled down mm-hmm. honestly think of anything okay i'm looking in front of myself a computer tiny computer amazing huge computer amazing mm-hmm. i had a subway Tiny sandwich, amazing. <laughs> Huge sandwich, amazing. Um, we could do this for a while. <laughs> yeah. What else? But I uh, uh, water bottle. <laughs> Tiny water bottle, hilarious. Um, but there really is something quite special about scaling up size, and uh, it is cool how this messes with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks great. And then the other thing probably going on is it has sort of a. Uh, sort of reactive soundtrack like um, it's sort of building musical elements as you like interact with parts so like when you enter a cell a certain sound will play when you leave a cell or um, yeah when you do like a certain thing like it's just it's kind of like a it's like this arrhythmic sort of modular synth soundtrack kind of weird thing um, going on all the times that makes it for what is a relatively simplistic art style, um, adds a level of like 
depth to your brain um, when you're playing it, um, mm. which is good. It's um, really smooth as well. You hardly notice sometimes mm-hmm. uh, that it's happening. Um, uh, and it's a relatively short game. I think I beat it in like an hour, hour and a half, um, maybe a bit less. Uh, you just, I can't remember, let's just say 12 levels um, of which in the levels you have optional objectives of collecting these little collectibles and star things. um, And they're like slightly more challenging parts where it's like, get all these things without touching the cell and or blah, blah, blah. Um, And once you do all that, you get the final ending cutscene. And then the game's finished. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um uh I so th- I had a bit of a weird journey with this game. Um I I don't I think this game is hard to fault. Um it's uh it's it's short enough and well enough made um that it's yeah, it's hard to find anything um bad about it really to talk about. Uh but I I didn't like it. Um Okay. Um, it, it made me, um, slightly frustrated and a little anxious. I found the music stuff at times quite stressful. Um, I may have just, the game is so short, which is not a bad thing, but the game is so short that, uh, you, I ended up just feeling the mood that I felt. I feel like I didn't really have long enough to like change mood. I was, I was in a grumpy mood and then I played a game for an hour and a half um, and it was done. And it was done. So I left the same as how I felt. <laughs> Less grumpy, right? Um, so it's not the game's fault. There's nothing wrong with the game. <laughs> but I was just like, just I had grumpy. A shit time playing it. Yeah, just grumpy the whole way through. I was just like, whenever I like died, I was like, oh come on. <laughs> but the game's not that hard, and like, no, it's also super forgiving. Um, um, yeah, it has this really interesting checkpointing system where. Um, when you just stand still for a few seconds in one of the cells, it will um, checkpoint you. So it just, it, yeah, sets a checkpoint by you just standing still. There are some cells you can't do that in, um, but the basic ones you can always do that in. Um, yeah, and it, it, it's kind of interesting, um, largely as well, just because I've not ever really done anything like that before. I mean, it's essentially a quick save, uh, but is more involved because it's a game so much about movement that stopping is kind of um, unintuitive. Yeah. So, you know, you'll sort of be dashing, dashing, dashing through, dashing through, dashing through, dashing through, uh, because why would you stop? And then you miss a cell and you die and you restart ages back and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, you kind of screw yourself. Um, but then also occasionally, you, you know, after a hub, you go, okay, let's chill out here for a little bit. Um, and, you know, if you get stuck at something a couple times, you can... Mm you know, jump forwards a few cells to the very last one before the obstacle. Get yeah, yeah. I, it's it's interesting because, yeah, like you say, it's kind of like a quick save, but it's also a quick save that the level designer can control um, mm. because there are sections towards the end where there aren't many sort of cells that you can checkpoint in um, as often because the other cells you're working through are like these weird ones that don't allow you to do it. Maybe they disappear after a short time or they only appear when you do a dash into something else or um, something like that. And so you, towards the end of the game, you get longer strings of um, uncheckpointable areas. Um, so it's super forgiving at the start. And then by the end, it, it 
starts to push you a little bit harder. It also has, um, I checked it out after I, I finished the game. Uh, it has like quite a few nice little like assess- accessibility options, um, which is always nice mm-hmm. to see. Um, and I, I always like accessibility stuff when, um, one, when it's really like clear what it's going to do and it gives you a bunch of different things you can change and the developer doesn't like care that you're doing that. They don't judge you for being like, oh, you're making it easier. What a baby, that sort of thing. It's, but like um, that you can slow down time um, you can change mm. your air control uh, amount because um, it's quite mm. a stiff air control. You're kind of stuck to the trajectory that you head off in. Um, and I can't remember the other one, but there are like a few really nice, like friendly, interactive accessibility options, which were quite cool to see. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it, it's like you said, it's an hour. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you shouldn't really. Um, it never got to the point where. If you do get stuck, it's annoying enough to make you leave the game because you can beat the whole thing in an hour. Mm. Uh, so if you ever get stuck, it's normally not for more than a few minutes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I really think... I think it's a pretty sweet, cute little game. Mm-hmm. Um, the soundtrack stuff is cool. I wonder... Do you know how to do that? <laughs> um. How to, like, make interactive sound sound good. Uh, no. No, me neither. It's interesting, though. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, on my, um, I tried to do a little bit of that. I, I wrote a Twine game years ago now, um, and I, uh, wrote a part of that game had, like, a semi-interactive, nowhere near like this, obviously, but, like, it would build depending on what rooms you entered in. Um, so like more instruments would come in, um, the further you got through this house you were exploring. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, and so that was about like, yeah, making sure stuff loops correctly. Um, because I wanted it to sound quite like a traditional piece of music, not like this game where like, it's kind of all over the place. Um, uh, I don't think this game's all over the place. Well, no, but like it's, it's, um, it's like, a, it can be pretty hectic at times. Whereas this was, this yeah. was trying to just be like a quiet piano piece, um, with some strings. So like. Very different. Um, but yeah, I have no idea um, the kind of like code work that goes into something like this. Yeah, it seems... Um, I imagine it's pretty complex. Yeah. Uh, the movement is really fun in this game, I think. It sounds like you didn't click with it the same way uh, in terms of movement. Um, and I think that's probably the thing that made me want to play this game is... So, you know, I have never really clicked with RT2D platformers. Yes. Um, I think they're generally boring, rely too much on the art style, uh, which is generally not enough to hold my attention mm-hmm. for more than half an hour. Um, but I think this one has fun gameplay, uh, which is why I was super happy to play it. Mm. Um the dashing interacts with different platforms quite interesting. So there's one surface, which is a bouncing sort of mirror surface, where if you bump into it, uh, you bounce off. Um, and if you dash through it, you go right through. And then there's an opposite surface where if you just sort of travel through it normally, you go right through. But if you dash into it, you bounce off in quite like a dramatic style. Um and it's sort of 
towards the late game, pretty much just becomes a series of dashes between these materials. Um, yeah. And I thought felt pretty good because, like, my brain was never overthinking. You know, I never really had to stop too much and go, okay, look, all right, dash, bounce. Um, it felt pretty natural just going, bounce, bash, dash, bounce, through, bounce, dash. Uh, and at a pretty good speed, um, which I think made it quite enjoyable. I think um, I mostly agree. Um, and again, I wouldn't fault the game for it. But for me, the only thing that my brain never f like 100% sort of got built in was the fact that your dash recharges um, when you re-enter a cell or when you like bounce off a line or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. and which is quite key for like a lot of the later stuff is because you, you're not like, um, anyway, you, you kind of just need to know that. Um, and I do, did yeah. know that, like I was 90% there, but sometimes my brain would just be like, oh crap, I didn't, um, sure. I didn't do the dash into the thing. And now I'm just floating in the air and falling to my death. Um, there is something kind of cool about, um, yeah, the fact that you're basically just always falling in this game um, because you don't have that jump mechanic and you're not on platforms. You're, you're going through these sort of gooey zones. Um, that's something kind of neat about the fact that um, it's 2d and it's side on, but it, it doesn't, it almost doesn't feel like you're, no, it feels top down. Yeah. But you fall. <laughs> I know, but it's strange but about it, it. It is. It is very strange. Um, it's very strange, and it but works. I think it works well. Yeah. Yeah. It is weird. Um, especially because it's, like, map-like as well. Mm -hmm. And it, it just it just does look like a cell. <laughs> yeah. It just does look like that. It looks like, uh, you know, the start of Spore. It, yeah, it looks like... Um, Essentially. Um, it looks like that game company's by game that I never played. We the first one they made. Did you ever play eight. that one? No, the one before Flower. Yes, I actually, I actually did play it. What's that? Called? I think I played it on PlayStation. It's like Origin or something, but it's not Origin. Actually, look it up. That game company. What was their first game called? Um, it was called Flow. Flow. Yeah, I did play that game. Yeah, it looks a lot like Flow. Um, yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? Like, yeah, this is a lot, flows a lot more, like, obviously, sort of, almost like water amiibo, and not amiibos, amiibo sort of things. <laughs> amiibos. Um, I don't know how, like, game plays, though, but it kind of looks like that. I think it was quite boring, if I recall. <laughs> I did play it, but it was on PS3, so, oh, like, a million years ago now. Yeah, crazy. Hey, when are we playing uh, Archer McLean's Mercury? Dude, that, I'm waiting for you on that one. Archer, is it McLean? Mc, How can McLean. you not remember McLean's name? <laughs> McLean's name. We bring it up a fair bit, but... <laughs> God. Seriously, just fucking pick it. How do we emulate on PSP? P what do you mean? You can emulate a DS, you can emulate a PSP. Yeah, but it's uh, tilt controls, isn't it? There's no gyro in a PSP. 
Isn't there? No. No way. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's been so long since <laughs> I played that thing. I, there's no, no there way. wasn't. It was just that tiny little dodgy memory stick on the left. There's no way there's a gyro in a PSP. God, I'm glad you're here on this podcast because <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about for the most part. Oh, did you have to buy a little gyro accessory? No, I don't think so. I think you just use the little weird single left analog Just the analog stick. stick. Yeah. Oh, that sounds kind of horrible. No, I don't think it. I think it'd be kind of nice. It'd be like those uh Did they ever runs. put Archer McLean on iPod Touch? Yeah, probably. I, I think there's a high chance. Because obviously that's... Arch McLean's pool. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do this again. <laughs> no, we can't. Uh, I mean, we can. It's probably been 50 episodes since we've done it. it. It hasn't come to iPhone. However, in December 20th on MacRumors.com, um, Razian Fly wrote, With the recent release of Hydro Tilt on the App Store, my immediate association was with Archer McLean's Mercury for PSP. Hydro Tilt. Do you remember that game? No. I do. I'm uh, a secret lover of Archer McLean's Mercury. Hydro Tilt game. It was basically that typical Marble Run thing. Mm -hmm. uh, this isn't what I'm thinking. I mean, there are a billion of those on the iPhone, so... Yeah. Okay, this actually does just look like... Oh, it's McLean's Mercury, but with a thing of water. Do you remember the Marble Run game that came out on iPhone? Again. iPhone <laughs> release. How many of those were there? But there was one big one. It was like Marble Quest or something? That's not right. Marble Run iPhone. Oh, no. Marble Quest is... Was it um, Pocket Marble? Pocket Marble Run? Are these... Oh, these are marbles. As in Marble Runs. As in the... That's not what you want. No, I want that wooden board where you have to navigate a metallic marble marble madness maybe that's an arcade game by um, mark cerny <laughs> no <laughs> definitely not marble man look at this thing i just wonder if this i don't think like it came out of the 30s well it's just a very famous game maybe they made a new one on iphone that feels like the kind of thing that would have happened um you say came out of the 30s i was joking okay just checking Come on. Isn't that when uh, Thief 2 is set? <laughs> the 30s? Don't worry. I think you've forgotten. Thief 2. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, I do remember that. Uh, when you thought it was set in the 90s? <laughs> Thief <laughs> 2. Yeah, you get caught up on some weird things, dude. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. You can get Marble Watchness only on Apple Watch. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but it was quite a classic. I would love to see all the iPhone launch games. Yeah, most of them are gone. Yeah, quite sad. I'm sure there's some YouTuber that exclusively reviews year one iPhone games that has them all on his or her iPhone. Yeah, that'd be wicked. And probably buys multiple iPhones. Yeah. And iPod Touches to play the different games. Yep. It's a good idea. When are we if there isn't, the, someone should start it. The 3HR episode on the Curiosity Cube. That's the big question. Oh, God. That's out of our depth. 
We don't need to do an episode on that. What's in the cube, Lucky? What was in the cube? Do you remember? Yeah, it was. You could be the god like of his next game. Oh my god! He was making another god game, and you could be the. Uh, and then that the person that won that I think went on to sue them because they didn't make good on that promise or something. Right, Incredible. goddess. Yes, and then there was that goddess. interview where he like cried. <laughs> he did more than you. Yeah. Goddess. I remember Goddess. He's cried on multiple interviews. Would you remember what he was crying about? Um, people calling him out on his shit and... and, and uh, Being correct. Yeah. And him hey. St- yeah, struggling. Did you ever play Black and White? Nope. I'm going to recommend that one of these days. Uh, but I imagine it costs like a million pounds on Steam. If it's even available on Steam. That's the Molyneux um, thing, right? That's a, that's like a Molyneux, like... Yeah, it was one of his early ones that one of looked his... um, incredible and isn't on Steam. I got to say, I don't think I've ever enjoyed a Peter Molyneux game. Bullshit. Yeah. Well, have I... You enjoyed Fable when no, you played Fable. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You don't know what you're talking about. There's There's evidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> it's there to listen to. Anyway. Anyway. You got anything else to say about Yingling? Nice cover art. Um, no, I don't think I do. No. Do you? It's short. So it's, yeah. I feel like we covered it all. Yeah, it's, I like I like a game that's um, short and cheap. Um, I think it's worth playing. It's only like five quid on Steam as well, so yeah, and it'll probably run on anything. Um, mm, yeah, two minute download, love that. Yeah. Also, it looks nice. It, it does look nice. Five five pounds worth of art. Yeah. In a way, it made me feel angry and stressed, but I already felt that before I started it, so I wouldn't take that too um too heavily. Yeah, don't play it when you're in a bad mood. Play it when you're in a great mood and you love maps. Yeah. Much like Lockie, all times. I do love maps. All right. Um, what have you got for me next week? Um, da, 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 da. Well, you mentioned earlier that you don't like RT2D platformers. Mm, correct. Um, well, not always. Not always. I actually, Some of them are great. I, Some I, of them are great. I just think I hate it when... People like expect you to like an RT2D platformer because it's an RT2D platformer. That's that's which I feel like is the case with a lot of these things. I okay. (laughs) 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 Um, This I wouldn't actually say this is um, that fits. This fits into that. Um, This is a lot more mechanics based, Um, uh, and you might um, you might know it. Um, You might not. So let's do the thing where I describe it and you guess the name because you may know it, but maybe, wait, is that how we do it? What's the one we do? Yeah, that's the one I do. No, the other one is where you say the name and then you have to guess what uh, it is. Oh, well, I've already told you what it is. No, you haven't. You should give me a clue. Okay, well, it's a mechanically me deep, arty, 2D platformer. Um, it's an indie game. Um came out several years ago now and i think it didn't really get the critical reception i think people expected because it a lot of its complaints was that it was too hard 
Um, okay. And quite like punishing in a way that's like a lot of people didn't like. Um, well, like, um, is story based or? Uh, no, not really. Like roguelike. Nope, not a roguelike. Like, um, well, no, it's not a roguelike. Um, uh, just very spread out checkpoints. <laughs> um, uh, you play a animal that is the combination of two creatures. Right, fictionally, creature, medically, and another and, fictional creature. And uh, there's a lot of weather in the game. I don't know. Tell me. Uh, it's called Rain World. Okay. Do you know that? Nope. Let me have a look at it. Mm. No. You don't know it? No. Looks like another boring 3D RTE platformer game. It's not, I would say. I would, <laughs> I would, it's, if you're expecting, like, inside, it's not inside. Um, cool. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's definitely more mechanically interesting than something like Inside. Um, nice. Cool. Uh, anything else, Lucky, before we do the whole rigmarole? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, we have an email and we have an Instagram and we have a Twitter. Ooh, we got another donation this week. Oh, we did. Yeah, we um we have a Ko-Fi as well, and and someone else um sent us a tip, which was very nice. Um, thank you very much. An anonymous, anonymous tip, but... tip, and it went towards the Yinglet. Yeah, you you paid for three of the five pounds of Yinglet. Um, yes. So thank you very much for that. Um. Uh. Yeah. If 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 you want to jump on that bandwagon, um, you're absolutely welcome to, and it will, you know. We'll always try and go to something for the podcast. Um, I think that's the general plan with that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and you can go to co-fi.com forward slash timeplay3hr. Um, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, and email timeplay3hr at gmail.com. Uh, we also have been slowly streaming Resident Evil 8 or Resident Evil Village on twitch.tv forward slash timeplayed. HR. Uh, we're going to try and, well, if you're listening to this, we would have done another one yesterday, which is today, hopefully. Um, uh, we're like four, three, four hours into that bad boy. Yeah, not much. That game's pretty crazy. Um, oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> I hate, I hate it. <laughs> I hate the experience of playing and watching it. I, I, I love it. Um, um, it's a weird game. It's like a game, it's like a game that's like, it's constantly trying to outdo itself. Um, the pace is just... There's just no time in this game to do anything. Like, the downtime is, like, almost non-existent. Um, and the downtime that does exist just feels like it exists to build stress. Sure. You know, if, if there's nothing happening, it's because it's building stress into something happening. And it's also it's also not downtime because it's an inevitability that distress is just around the corner. Yeah, I mean that that is a that is a horror game, but like, yeah, there's true. there's something <laughs> something about the way this game like 
I think because that downtime is just so short and where even where even in the uptime, they move through the uptime so fast. Like you move from meeting bad guy to new bad guy to a different bad guy. Like they really feel like, it really feels like they think I have the shortest attention span. Um, I think we're probably- and it ramps so quick too in the fact that you'll meet a bad guy and within five seconds they are actively trying to kill you. Um, yeah, there's very and you're having to run away from them. At least so far, there's it's... been very little build up for like the villains, um, um... <laughs> which I kind of like. I like that you're introduced to a new one and they are instantly trying to kill you. And I just can't get over this poor bloke's hands. I'm <laughs> just being absolutely defiled on every level. Oh my god, when he stuck his hand back on. That was yeah. That was the most incredible moment of all time. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to check that out, it's on uh, Twitch. Um, in the VODs. Yeah, it's on the VODs, and, and, and uh, we'll keep trying to track through it when we've got time. Uh, oh. And yeah, we go, this podcast goes up um, beginning of the week, hopefully on Mondays, um, uh, everywhere. So thank you for listening. Um, again, thank you for your donation, Anonymous. And um, uh, we will be back this time next week. Yeah. Cool. Chill, dude. Bye.